Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Edie Summers, and today I am so grateful to have as my guest, Kathy Carlisle. Um, We're going to be talking about what you do when you're diagnosed with a chronic condition. Um, What umbrella do you put yourself under? What umbrella do you stand under? What box have you put yourself in? What gifts have you been given as a result of that, or just in general? Um, Join me as I interview Kathy Carlisle, diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis, three years ago, for a powerful discussion on mindful living, moving out of dis-ease, and getting curious about your life. Kathy Carlisle is a photographer, entrepreneur, and catalyst behind the Live Everything Mindful community. She is inspired daily by her three incredible children, ages 12, 9, and 7, and her rock of a husband, who is continually curious about the new person that she becomes each and every day. Three years ago, Kathy set out on a journey to heal herself of multiple sclerosis, and what she found was a spiritual journey that has lit her life on fire. She continues to use her photography skills to tell inspirational stories and inspire others to embark on their own journey inward. She is passionate about building a community full of keys to unlock one's potential through curiosity. And Kathy will be joining us in just a few moments here. And in the meantime, let's talk a little bit about what it means to be diagnosed and what does it mean to truly live in a state of health? What does that mean exactly, even if you are dealing with a chronic condition? Um, this is a this is kind of a challenging question for a lot of us. Um, there might be a number of you listening out there who have a chronic condition and might be wondering, well, what can I do? What does it mean? What does health really mean anyway? And what does it mean when you're diagnosed with something that in the popular media is considered uh, – maybe meaning that your life has changed forever either in your own eyes or in the eyes of others. What does that mean? So um, these are just some of the questions we're going to be exploring today. And I invite you to um, ask yourself and get curious about your own life and your own health challenges and what that means for you and how we can maybe learn to look at what health and or dis-ease means in a different light. And uh, I'm still waiting for Kathy to join me. And in the meantime, I'm going to share with a little bit about you um, with my own experience with chronic illness. And um, I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome about five years ago. And it's been a journey ever since for me to figure out what that means exactly. What does it mean for me to have the label of chronic fatigue syndrome attached to me and to my name. And whatever the label has is that maybe you've been diagnosed with or that's been attached to you, maybe the label that's been attached to you is multiple sclerosis, diabetes, type 2 diabetes. Um, what is the label that has been attached to you? And how can you move out of that that state of being? Um, for me, I've had to do a lot of work to um, move myself out of that way of being. Um, it's definitely been a challenge, but it's also been uh, a journey. And um, I had to do a lot of inner work to sort of de-attach myself from the label of chronic fatigue syndrome. And 
I'm wondering, um, maybe we have some people who can call in who can share what their experiences are as well. Um, so for me, moving out of being labeled with chronic fatigue syndrome and all that entails um, essentially meant that I had to go on a spiritual journey, much like Kathy and I are going to be talking about today. Um, I had to reassess and reassess who I was spiritually and physically, for that matter, as well. And actually, um, this is something that I write in my book, The Memory of Health. Illness is a fire that burned away my identity. And when that happens, you're left with feeling like you have no sense of identity. And our world tends to operate from the place of relating to people on how we identify with them, right? So um, there, I went through a period of time where I wasn't able to work, and a lot of us identify with who we are in terms of what we do for a living. Um, that part of me was burned away. Um, my relationships, my romantic relationship, my marriage fell apart. That was another part of my identity that fell away. And I found myself um, without really any sense of identity that I could relate to with the outside world, nor with myself. And that left me in a really vulnerable place, or so I thought. And yet, at the same time, that sense of not having an identity also opened up a whole new world for me. And I was able to experience the world from a different level. Um, I remember one time I was really sick and I was lying in bed, and all I could do was lie in bed. Um, I was so sick I, I, could, I could barely breathe. That's how tired I was. And I remember having a really strong revelation about um, getting this sense that it was all about relationship and that's all that really mattered. And um, I don't know if you want to call that that was an experience of happening or something else, but there was definitely this, this feeling of relationship is all that is important. And I really felt a strong sense of, um, wow, I can actually live my life on a different level and in a different way. This is my opportunity. This is my opportunity to approach life from a different level, to be someone else if I so choose to be. And let's see what comes out of that. And I'm not necessarily saying that this is um, something that <laughs> is the, the best way to go. I mean, I'm not saying that um, getting sick or chronically sick or staying chronically sick is the only way that you can experience this type of revelation. But it, it definitely was uh, a turning point for me um, because I was able to, um, whether it was by default or um, through the, the the guidance of higher power or life circumstances, whatever you want to call it, I was forced to, or guided to, maybe that's a better word, I was guided to um, experience my life on a completely different level. And out of that, my life started to change. So um, I invite you to think about what that means for you, um, whatever health goals or um, challenges you may be facing. Um, there is always a way to move beyond. And with that being said, I would like to welcome Kathy. And um, Kathy, I'm so grateful to have you here. And um, I would just, I would like to know, maybe you could start at the beginning and share for us what your journey was like when you were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, yay. Hi. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I totally had the time wrong. I'm like, it's uh, on the air. What? <laughs> and I'm listening from the other side. Uh, oh, brilliant. I, I finally <laughs> timed it perfectly. <laughs> exactly. Every, everything's perfect. Timing is always perfect, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um. What was that experience like for you? I, don't, I know this is a deeply personal story for you, but I'm wondering, what was that experience like for you in that moment um, when you were officially diagnosed? You know, I would say the official diagnosis, or unofficial maybe, was mm -hmm. about three days before I went in the hospital. Okay. And because we're so amazing at getting on the Internet, um, I was on day four of having um, what started out as two numb fingers and mm -hmm. crept over into my whole body um, in about a four-day period. And once I started typing in numb fingers, numb torso, everything that came up was MS. Mm. 
So mm-hmm. looking in hindsight in that moment, that's when the fear hit. That's when my heart sunk and mm. I knew what it was. Mm. So wow. when I was in the hospital, it wasn't that big of a surprise. And I kind of greeted it with an unexplained excitement. Mm. And I smiled through the whole process. <laughs> wow. I mean, if you look back at pictures of me at the hospital, I was smiling through the whole thing. And of course, now I know that it was an excitement of what was to come. Mm. But at the yeah. time, it, I couldn't explain. As neurologists were crying, giving my diagnosis, a neurologist, mm. I shouldn't say some, um, my reaction shouldn't have been how it was, which is, okay, what do I do? How can I be the best patient ever? Um, However, that's, I mean, I I love that that was your reaction. I mean, I can't imagine a lot of people do react that way, but... um but that's that's I find that fascinating that that was your reaction because I can only imagine that that influenced um, the course of your experience afterwards. Would you think that that's sure. maybe a fair statement to say? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think I'm not saying there wasn't fear that came in to you mm-hmm. know not to lighten the whole like it was this glorious experience of yeah I have MS now. It was <laughs> you know at night staring at my husband going okay. You know, I could hear it in the neurologist's voice. I can hear it in the nurse's voice. This is serious. And mm-hmm. so I would I would definitely have those crying moments of what does this all mean? I mean, I, it's not like they come into a hospital room and start explaining this disease. It's just like, here's your diagnosis. Now, let mm-hmm. me tell you about the drugs and let me tell you about the steroids that you're on right now before you even know that you need to be on them. Mm-hmm. So yes. there wasn't a lot of explanation. There wasn't a lot of really ingesting what was really going on other than, I'm in the hospital. That must mean I'm sick. They're giving mm. me drugs. That means I am sick. And I guess I'll I'll understand this later. Mm, yes. And does it does it feel like um, the experience, kind of what you're saying, it sounds to me like it almost like you can't process it all in the moment. Like it, it takes a while to process the experience. Well, let's see. Three and a half years later, I'm still processing. So, mm. <laughs> yes, I think it would be... <laughs> nearly impossible to take in all the processing other than here's your disease. Yes. You know, mm, good interesting. luck and on with your <laughs> journey, whatever that might look like, for sure. <laughs> and it's, I find it um, I find it interesting that you, you use that phrase, that that's maybe, is that what it kind of felt like when you were there, that like here is your disease? Well, yeah, I mean, we we have a tendency and a craving as human beings to have everything labeled. And Mm -hmm. looking back at my life, my life was perfectly labeled. I had a label Mm -hmm. for everything, who I was, what I liked, what I didn't like. Um, And so the label fit exactly with what was in line for my life. Like, okay, I don't Mm -hmm. feel good. I need a label for it. Okay, there it is. Now I'm special. Mm -hmm. Now I can stand Mm -hmm. out in the world. And I, I did. I wore that thing diagnosis like a brownie badge really absolutely how long would you say that you wore it for oh go ahead um that first year okay the first year i just i i kind of tried on the label and sat with it yes Mm -hmm. i was taking you know steps towards natural healing which was surprising to me in general um Mm because i mean what people might not know about me uh, other than knowing me beforehand, is I was extremely mainstream. Hmm. You know, I had a wonderful husband, a beautiful home. I had the three kids, um, got a dog. I mean, all, all <laughs> the things were lined up perfectly. I come from a great family. Um, hmm. I eat fast food all the time, uh, <laughs> processed food. Like, it doesn't get more mainstream than I was. <laughs> and it was good. I'm not complaining that it wasn't a great life. It was good. But I was asking for more. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a better mom. I wanted to be an inspiration. I wanted to um, have a smoking body. I wanted to be better. <laughs> I wanted all these things. And I always say, you know, if, if God himself would have come down and said, Kathy, I'm going to give you everything you've ever wanted. And I'd be like, sweet, finally, yes. <laughs> And he's like, hey, there's one catch, you know, it's going to come in the form of of MS. Do you still want it? And I literally knew that I wanted everything so bad, I still would have looked him in the eyes and I would have said, no, I'll go get it another way. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. But it was mm-hmm. everything I was asking for. And to this day, if mm-hmm. someone goes, are you careful what you ask for? I said, absolutely not. Never am I careful what I ask for. Mm-hmm. I'm careful of the expectations on how I think it's going to come to me. Mm-hmm. 
Mm, that is, I think that's the that's the part that a lot of us are still in the process of learning, isn't it? That it's not, I mean, you definitely ask for what you want, but, but releasing the expectation to the outcome of that. Sure. And, yeah. and maybe doesn't that release us from those labels? Because don't labels have an expected outcome attached to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not definitely saying that labels are bad. It's just mm-hmm. when we, we don't check in with them to see if they were the labels that we chose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we're kids and we get all these labels, you know, mine, mine were stereotypical for me was um, born and raised in Alaska. And I'm Alaskan. Um, because mm-hmm. I'm Alaskan, that means I like to hunt. I like to fish. <laughs> I'm Republican. Uh, I'm number six of seven. It goes boy, girl, boy, girl. I mean, everything <laughs> in my life was steady and labeled. Mm-hmm. And and I've always said it's a very comfortable place to grow up. You know, there was a mm-hmm. lot of love and, and security in knowing. Um, I grew up in a small town. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I always, you know, literally grew up in the false assumption that I was famous. Um, <laughs> within being famous, what do you know of that is that I completely censored myself and was always on display. Like, what will everybody uh. think? Everybody ah. looking at me, how do they portray me? I was so far from living in my own life and in my own body mm-hmm. that this process has taught me to go, okay, am I still Republican? Oh, my God, I didn't even know what Republican means. No, I'm not Republican. <laughs> do I still love meat and potatoes? Oh, my God, I don't even like meat. <laughs> so it's it's all these choices that I did choose. But they weren't my labels necessarily, and they weren't comfortable. And that's what my life kind of came to in that moment of going, look, all these choices that you chose, you're not comfortable in them. How about Mm. you check in? How about you go into that box and say, am I still stubborn? Do I still want to be stubborn on some things, or can I let that go? Mm. And that's exactly what I'm doing with this MS label. It's like, okay, I know what I accepted. I know what this label meant when I received it. That's the choice Mm. I made. What's the choice I want to have now in mm-hmm. how I accept this into my life? And and mm-hmm. that acceptance for me now is that it's this big, beautiful, amazing gift. Mm. And that is, I mean, I just, I've had, you know, chill bumps a couple times when you've been um, speaking about this um, here, Kathy. And um, and I think it is, I mean, I think it's it's a challenging assumption, I think, for a lot of us, again, anyone who's, who's fa- has faced or is dealing currently with um a chronic condition um, or any kind of health challenge for that matter is 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 maybe thinking to to ourselves how can i look at this as a gift and um you know that might ruffle some people's feathers too you know um, yeah it would have if i would have met myself now three and a half mm-hmm. years ago i would have thought i was a complete whack job <laughs> i would have thought that i was delusional i would have thought mm. that um I probably would have called myself a bunch of names, like, what is mm-hmm. wrong with you? How is this a gift? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And and it's really, you know, if I can look at just one of the sayings that I've heard lots in a, in a lifetime, but it means something totally different for me now, is a, it's just a little swap of a preposition of life is happening to you mm-hmm. or is life happening for you. Right. And because of my choices of how I see mm-hmm. this, this blessing in my life, it's because life is happening for me. I brood MS Mm, and I'm not saying that everybody else has to look at their disease that way but this is what I brought into my life this is the Mm -hmm. wake up that I brewed and for me you know I I didn't out of all the diseases I could have created I didn't Mm. create one of pain you know Mm, I didn't come from a place of pain I didn't come from hurt in my lifetime so what I did come from was because I was labeling everything in life my daydreaming stopped, my dreaming stopped, my curiosity was mm. absolutely killed. So, mm. of course, out of all the diseases, I would brew one that was numbness because I oh. was numbing up to who I genuinely was. Wow. My dad, you know, dying from kidney failure, um, he feels pain every day. And as mm-hmm. a child, what did he feel every day? Pain. All he ever knew of love was pain. Mm-hmm. So he chose something, a dis-ease in his life and in his body to feel pain. Mm. Yes. 
And I know that um I know you're mentioning your dad and I know that um it's a it's a really challenging time right now too for you and your family and um I also think it's though so amazing what your husband is doing and maybe that's too personal to share mm. but I just think it's just amazing. You just you just seem like you have an amazing family who just really um talk about connection. We're going to be talking about it a little bit later the idea of connection and community but um but I just wanted to just acknowledge that um I just I think that you and your family are just amazingly strong and brave, especially for everything that um, is going on right now. And you know, you're welcome. And also, um, something else that you mentioned um, reminded me of, you know, you were talking about earlier, like the sort of it sounds like this MS, a diagnosis and the experience that this brought you back into your body, and and you're mentioning how it's you know you were feeling numb before, and that's perhaps why. Um, yeah. This particularly, this particular chronic illness um, was, again, for lack of a better word or lack of a better phrase, suited for you. Um, sure. And I, I think it's interesting. I, was, I definitely was thinking about this in my own journey with um, chronic fatigue syndrome. Is that, um, you know, a lot of us, it's not just people that are have faced with or are dealing with a chronic condition, are disconnected from our bodies. I think, um, I think it's safe to say that that most of us have been disconnected from our bodies. Um, in one capacity or another, and I find it interesting that chronic illness or the experience of it or however you want to um, relate to it or exp- um, explain the definition of chronic illness, it definitely um, is an opportunity uh, for whatever reason to experience being back in your body again, isn't it? Because it, it's the immediacy of the symptoms that you feel. Or Well, we spent... 30-some years, sometimes 50 years before someone gets a diagnosis, whatever it is, mm-hmm. we spent that time being in dis-ease. You know, mm-hmm. that um, for for me, you know, I spent 30-some years with a complete imbalance, and I would dare to say most, if not all women I know in my life are in the same imbalance mm-hmm. of kind, gentle, loving words being pale in comparison to the harsh horrible words that we would never ever say to our little ones or to mm. the most special little girl in our life you know mm. i would never tell a little girl my daughter that she's not good enough or mm. that she um needs to be better that, that just the most gentle things that that i thought would not be that harmful to myself i've been saying mm. my whole life and i yeah. would never say one of them to my daughter yeah uh that so, is that yeah. is really go ahead I, I was just thinking as far as, like, chronic fatigue, it's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever you were doing for 30-some years, living mm-hmm. a certain life that was not what your inner being really wanted, your intuition, your, man, this mm-hmm. is what I really want to do. I want to talk to millions, and I want to change lives and all this stuff. What mm-hmm. you were doing was making you tired because it wasn't yeah. in alignment of what you really wanted. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's not tired. It's so it's so interesting. Yeah, I've I've definitely discovered a whole different kind of energy, as it were, um, through having this experience of chronic fatigue. Um, I've discovered, in in a sense, my real energy. Um, for me, it's spiritual. Yeah. Um, it's energetic. Um, I can tap t- it, tap into it any time I like. Um, there's an abundance of it. Um, you know, there's there's a somebody was saying somewhere that um, we actually have enough energy in our bodies to uh, theoretically light up the United States for a week. And, you know, when I heard that, I was like, well, if that's, <laughs> if that's the case, then, then maybe this, this, this lack of energy I have, as it were, is um, maybe and it, I haven't uh, – it's trapped in my body as opposed to me not having it. Does that make sense? Sure. Like it was, it was trapped in my body. I, I get it. I, I've got you on speaker because I'm going to read, just for a second, I've got you on speaker because I'm going to read something from Louise L. Hay, which is a really profound book, You Can Heal Your Life, that came into my life. Mm, and and the word is incurable. Mm. Um, the probable cause, the words we were saying our whole life, or beliefs, the belief that we had is, cannot be cured by outer means at this point. We must go within to affect the cure. It came from nowhere and will go back to nowhere. The new thought pattern. Miracles happen every day. I go within to dissolve the pattern that created this, and I now accept divine healing, and so it is. Mm. Or it's, it's just what your, that new look that you just took a look at your disease is exactly mm. what I had to do, what, no, not I had to do, 
the beauty of what came into my my life was that it's an internal journey. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. did, it's a balance, you know. There's mind, body, soul, and when we look at the mind and body, I I definitely resided in the mind body first. What can I eat? What can I eat? Let me research. What does this disease mm-hmm. mean? What? How do I understand it fully? What's the physiological effects of this, and why? And it wasn't until I went to the soul part of it, which is like in year three, which I really started to look at what's my reflection? How did I bring this disease on? Why did I cause on all the diseases? Why is it this one? What is the message behind it? And that Mm. is when I had to go within to dissolve the pattern, the beliefs that I believed my whole life. Mm. And so when when you have this tendency to, to go with all these beliefs and you don't check in with them, the curiosity is dead. When you have your label, it's chronic fatigue, it's MS, if you just sat with that and said, oh, it's this, it's another label that you'll wear as a brownie badge or not, maybe it's something you hide, maybe it's something you hate, but yes. regardless, if you don't check in and try to get curious of what it really means, then then you won't be able to go internally and, and help cure from an inner place. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I love the way you describe um, the metaphor of dissolving the pattern, because I think um, chronic illness and and we're talking about the word chronic here. Um, The reason that um, I believe that some of us stay stuck in a chronic pattern of illness is because we're stuck in a certain pattern. Um, We've accepted a label. It could be a label that we've accepted. We've accepted a certain way of living. Um, We've accepted the diagnosis. Whatever it is that we've accepted has become a pattern in our life and you know um there's actually sometimes you can't necessarily solve something on the level oh this is um i think this is uh i forgot who said this but um you can't solve a problem on the level that it was created so you have to move to a higher level which is what curiosity in that right if it's on the same level you're not curious about it you've already named it Mm -hmm. i just Uh, i just looked up chronic diseases and the probable cause a refusal to change, fear of the future, not feeling safe. Mm. So tell me, if those words compared to these new words, what the balance would be in your life and I would say for my life. The new thought pattern is I am willing to change and grow. I now create a safe new future. Mm. But those words did not exist in my life. My parents didn't know those words. They didn't know how to pass them on to me. So, of course, I would fear change. Of course, I would fear anything new. We we spend our lifetime telling our kids what everything is so that they feel safe. Mm-hmm. This is your house. This is your toy. This is a marker. This is a whatever. When you <laughs> give something, if you give a baby a a pen, um, you know, or, or versus if I gave you a pen, and, you know, Edie, what is this? And you're like, it's a pen. Okay, what do you do with it? You write with it. Perfect. Okay, well, you don't need a pen right now, so you would put the pen to the side. The curiosity yes. is dead. Mm. You give a pen to a baby and or, let's say, a toddler, and it becomes a spaceship, a rocket ship. It's um, <laughs> an earplug. Whatever it is, it's because they're curious about it. And mm-hmm. so they still have a need for it. And they're still looking at it with new eyes. Once we have things labeled as adults, we put them off to the side. Either you need mm-hmm. it or you don't. You either know what it is or you don't. Mm-hmm. Whatever you don't know is fear because it's change. It's something new coming in our life. We have to be able to label it or else we're unsure of it. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, I labeled everything in my journey to this day as far as healing as hippie shit. As what? Oh. <laughs> yeah, because if it was like unknown or it was weird or it was metaphysical, <laughs> I didn't want to know about it because I feared it. So I would just label it. It would all go under this umbrella of that's hippie stuff, man. I don't I'm not into that. <laughs> and yet so here it's you like are you're right? also labeling all this out. Here I am. Like I think I just completed the cycle by burning incense in my house now. Um it's, it's official. I would be a, a hippie. <laughs> it's just I just I love that we're gonna um uh, there's so many things to talk about here, Kathy. Um, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour. We're going to take a really short break, but when we come back, I'd like to explore these concepts more. Um, what does it mean to be curious? And um, what, is it, what does it mean to bring curiosity back into your life and to step outside, uh, to step out from under that umbrella that you placed over yourself, whatever that label may be? Um, and I love what you were talking about. Um, let's let go of the fear of the future and not feeling safe. And let's look at what would the opposite look like. 
Absolutely. We'll be back in just a few minutes here on Block Talk Radio. You're listening to The Wellness Coach. Are you trying to lose weight? Maybe you're trying to quit smoking. Whatever your health goals are, wellness coaching can help you to achieve them. Wellness coaching is an effective, fun, empowered way to change your health habits and achieve lasting results. Visit portlandwellnesscoach.com today. You have the power to change. Wellness coaching can help you to achieve your goals. portlandwellnesscoach.com. Change for good. Feeling stuck? Try focusing on your strengths. Whatever challenge you're currently facing, try to use your skills and strengths to navigate your way. Remember past successes you have already experienced. You have the power to change your life. Coaching can help guide you along the way. This has been a coaching tip brought to you by The Wellness Coach on Block Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Wellness Coach on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Edie Summers, and my guest today is Kathy Carlisle. Um, we are talking about what you do when you've been diagnosed with a chronic condition like multiple sclerosis, chronic fatigue syndrome. What umbrella do you stand under? What box do you put yourself in? What gifts have you been given? Kathy Carlisle is a photographer, entrepreneur, and catalyst between the Live Behind the Live Everything Mindful community. She's inspired daily by her three incredible children and her rock of a husband who is continually curious about the new person that she becomes each day. So, Kathy, let's talk a little bit more about curiosity. Um, this is, I think, uh, safe to say maybe it's something that you specialize in. What does it mean to be curious? <laughs> oh, I only specialize in it because I lost all curiosity for the majority of my my life. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not that I probably specialize in it, other than um, it's something that I'm always processing. And can you say getting curious about curiosity? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Because, uh, for me, you know, I just I had a discovery recently, and, and where I got this whole umbrella thing because I was doing a shoot with my friends um, of this group that we're starting. And it was it was kind of like what holds us back um, from living our brave-hearted selves. And for mm-hmm. me, it goes back to labels. Mm-hmm. And what I discovered, I did a shoot actually with um, an umbrella, and I had MS at the top of it. And mm-hmm. then with uh, under MS, there was headaches, stomach aches, fatigue, um, hormones, mm-hmm. uh, impatience, all these things that because I was not in tune with my body, I I chalked them up as when I had a headache, it was because I was stressed. When I had a stomach ache, it's because it was something I ate. When I became, like, bloated five months pregnant every night, it was, oh, that food was not agreeing with me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had, what was another one that was, uh, anything anything physically, <laughs> I chalked it up to having children. It was hormones. <laughs> I don't know what I did before I had kids. It was probably a different label. But because of all those things that I labeled, I wasn't curious. And because I wasn't curious, mm-hmm. I couldn't have never seen that I was creating a chronic illness. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't it wasn't obvious mm-hmm. to me. So what I'm discovering even on a bigger level is it's not the MS umbrella. What I mm-hmm. have, what I'm holding on to for an umbrella, it's fear. Mm-hmm. And under the fear umbrella, yeah. there's MS as a symptom. Mm-hmm. There's... Um, Gosh, so many things that are going under the umbrella um, for me discovering-wise. Um, wow. Probably the best way I describe 
curiosity for myself, what my husband and I have found is kind of this analogy of when we come into a relationship, we have these empty boxes. Mm-hmm. And it's not a mistake to fill up the boxes because like Gottman Institute, they describe these, these getting to know each other times as love maps. And so you create these love mm. maps like, my favorite color is blue. Um, I don't like this. I'm scared of that. Um, I would never try this. I would never do that. I would totally want to do this. This is what I dream. Okay, we get to know each other. We fill up our boxes. Yes. And then we get to that comfy stage of knowing that person so well that we start filling up their box. Like, you know what? You're really stubborn on this, and you don't like this. And you think you want to do this, but you don't. So now we're putting labels in each other's boxes, which is still not necessarily a mistake. Uh-huh. The mistake lies, in my opinion, when we put the mm-hmm. top on the box. Mm-hmm. And once we have yes. that top on the box, society it kind of sets it up so that we can even concrete the box if we wanted to. <laughs> and so we, we sit in this marriage, which, mind you, is just an analogy, a reflection of what we've done to ourselves. I have, mm-hmm. you know, I have this box individually that I'm not checking in with. Of course, my marriage would reflect that it's not growing, that there's no curiosity because I don't have it for myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, yep. you know, can we learn how to take off the top of the box again and check in with those labels? Like, Jake, mm-hmm. do you still are you still scared of heights, or do you think we could go <laughs> towards that? And so, you know, otherwise I I, I look at it like being married to the norm for so long, you know, just divorce Mm -hmm. him. Norm doesn't work. You don't have growth in that. I don't think it's by mistake that out of the the show Cheers, that Mm -hmm. the one guy that they knew the best every time he came into the bar, it was Norm, and they'd all yell his name. We love that. (laughs) We love to matter, but Norm is boring. There's no curiosity in the norm. Well, you know, it's also like, no, go ahead. Well, go ahead. I, no, say, I don't think there is anything. I don't think there is anything as such as normal. I think that everybody keeps thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not normal." And yet, what is normal? Is there really such a thing as normal? Maybe right. in terms of tests and things like that. But go ahead. Well, yeah, I think society has made us think there's definitely a norm. You try to fit in the norm. You keep up with the Joneses. You fall into the norm testing, all that norm stuff. But norm, I think more than anything, I I just keep thinking in my mind, I'm like, norm is so boring. Like, I'm totally divorcing them. Like, pack the bags. You're out of here. No, that's so great. And actually, it's so funny because um, this may be off topic, but maybe it's not. Um, I was just watching – uh, Super Soul Sunday today, and um, oh, at the yeah. end of it, that's such a great show. And there's, um, they were talking about um, relationships and how so many of us, when we say "I love you," what we're really saying is "I need you." Like so many things about relationships are built on needs that we have, whereas they really, ideally, should be focused on sharing a, a, a sharing a field together, like an expansive field together. So expand your field by um, being with someone else that you have maybe something in common with or shared values, and then the field around you expands, and that's your experience together as opposed to filling up each other's needs and, again, sort of keeping each other in these, these boxes that we that you talk about. Like, so and the way I kind of see it, I mean, if someone can't relate to fields and that kind of language, because I know I couldn't have <laughs> three years ago, I get it now, but yes. um, I, I think more than anything, um, obviously there's excitement when we first get to know each other. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as the excitement dies out, you, we have to look at reflections. So when you look mm-hmm. at marriages, and, and actually it's easier to look at past relationships. If everyone could take a boyfriend or girlfriend from the past and really go, okay, if that person was an exact reflection of me, who was I then? And in most yeah. cases, it was like, no, that wasn't me because I'm this, this, and this now. Okay, yeah, but it was you at the time, and you could see why it didn't work because that person was coming into your life to shine light in your shadows or whatever it is. Mm, yeah. What I find in in people being brave and what I find in my own marriage is if I told you, I think I've told you this before, Edie, but if we were out in public and I told you, Edie, can sing um, the national anthem as loud as you can right now, <laughs> would you do it? Probably not. If I said, Edie, probably sing not. the national anthem with me. Let's totally sing this. You'd probably do it. You'd, I would say yeah. you would do it. If I yeah. said, there's going to be 10 of us that are going to sing the national anthem, join <laughs> us, there's no doubt in most people's minds they would join. We mm. find bravery in each other. And, mm. and in, in very 
fortunate cases, um, like my own marriage, I'll only speak for my own, I don't know what everybody else goes through, but Jake has given me that bravery where, Mm. yes, I love you, and I'm going to learn how to love you the best I can because really what I'm trying to learn and find bravery to do is love myself. Yes. And I'm going to put you on this amazing pedestal, and you're going to be perfect, and you're not going to like these words, but I need you to be up there. But really what I'm trying to teach myself is how to come up onto the pedestal with you. Mm -hmm. So it's like there is this example, there's this bravery that we find that we can't see ourselves in them. So mm-hmm. in his best qualities, I can see myself. In his worst qualities, mm-hmm. I can totally see myself. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is an amazing way of describing, um, I think, a healthy relationship. And it also kind of reminds me of um, the idea of, of connection and community, which is um, something that um, also I think you're really good at. And um, you actually created a community um, sort of, uh, is it was it as a result of having um, being diagnosed with MS and all of that? Was it is that the reason that you created the the um, live sure. everything mindful the, the community? The reason I created it was because a beautiful, beautiful network marketing company came into my life called Univera, and the product right. showed me a my first symptom free day on a physical level, so that I could take my journey even further in, mm-hmm. internally. So because it was in relationship marketing and because I had already Mm. labeled relationship marketing with the worst labels in the world, (laughs) of course I'd have to find curiosity in it, but I'd also (laughs) have to learn because um, my mom gave me the beautiful title at one point of saying, you're so stubborn, you're going to do things in your own way in your own time, which I actually believe those really strong messages um, from our mothers are directly from God that we're supposed to be listening to our whole life. And I'm really starting mm-hmm. to, to put together a book based on this because oh, wow. I was meant to hear my whole life, Kathy, your strength, what makes you different from everybody else in this world is that you are stubborn in the most beautiful way. You're going to be driven and you're going to do things in your own way, mm-hmm. in your own time. Mm-hmm. And so what I did with the universe stuff, when I, I can see the message finally got through to me, it was like, I'm going to do this in my own way. I'm going to build mm-hmm. a community. And I'm going to make Univera one of many choices that I've embarked on. It's a window for you to look into my life and my husband's life Mm -hmm. and see what it is that we use tool-wise to go deeper, to go within, to find our healthy journey. So whether it be Mm -hmm. a naturopath, a chiropractor, something more metaphysical, whatever it is that you can find that key to help unlock you to the more positive wellness journey that we all crave. Um, mm, so yes. it, it really is finding bravery also within a community. And we start every event with the saying that I got from a TED Talks. So I, I can't find the guy that said it. And actually his name was never mentioned. It was kind of a, my guru said this. And it was the only difference between the words illness and wellness is the I in will, illness and the we in wellness. Mm. And for me, Amazing. my journey has been just that, that I sat in the eye too long. I'm mm. this, I'm that. I have headaches. I have stomach aches. I'm perfectly labeled. It wasn't until I went into the we that I could see my reflections of greatness or sadness, that I could mm. heal within a community using tools that are really just showing me the whole time what my one truth is, that I do have the capability to mm. heal myself, that I've always what is it in the Wizard of Oz? So the witch tells mm. Dorothy, you, you've always, you've always had, had it. to go back home. Yeah. Really? Right? Like, <laughs> but we need bravery and we need ways to see that we do have it within us. It's not realistic to say to someone, you know, if someone would have come into my hospital room when I was diagnosed, Kathy, you have all the power in the world to feel this on your own, <laughs> your own silly. And I'd be like, you are mental. Are you kidding me? They just said I have MS. Like, you, you don't get it. Right. <laughs> No, it's it is a journey, but I it's it's so interesting that you were um talking about this. Um first of all, the Live Everything Mindful community is uh phenomenal for anyone who hasn't checked it out. Um you have them a few times a year and um they're just uh, the events are almost indescribable. They're, the level of energy that's at them is um is uh incredible. Um talk about talk about energy and talk about bringing the sense of curiosity and connection all into one room. And you have all these different practitioners that come, and you have people that guest speakers, and it's just um, mm-hmm. 
You know, I, I think I, I love that idea of um, go, moving beyond illness and, and talk, going, moving to wellness, which is moving away from the I, which could be construed as the ego, perhaps, and into we for wellness. And it, it, this brings us back full circle to what I was talking about at the beginning of this hour is, you know, when I was um, had so many symptoms and I, I literally couldn't move and I was so sick I was lying in my bed and all I could think of, it, it dawned on me and it probably did come um, from a higher power, was that relationship is all that matters. And I think that your community of Live Everything Mindful is um, is just, it's the most beautiful example that I've experienced to date of community and relationship. And so I just wanted to thank you well, for, and for the starting that. Ah, uh, thank you. I mean, it's it's the we, you know. It's not. Mm. It's my window, sure, but we create it. You know, I never, I never thought that it would just be about me, and I fought it for a long time, and I realized that if I stopped it today, it would die down. So I get it mm. that it's about me and my journey, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's when you said the most important thing is relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe that community really is amazing for giving us a safe place to be a new person or um, really to be in relationship with ourselves because that's really mm. what it's about. And, yes. and when you can wow. get with other people and see new reflections of yourself and find tools to go within, the most important relationship we could possibly be in is with ourselves and, and that higher power, whatever we see it as, whether it's universe, energy, God, we're all speaking the same language. And mm-hmm. and really, our, our last event featured just that. We had the author of The Shack, um, mm. Paul Young, come in. And he, so amazing. he and I had set an intention that going on this journey within, you know, what I was finding was there was a real disconnect and um, friction that I was running up against. Um, mm-hmm. a, a, my girlfriend and I started this together, and, and the more metaphysical I got, the more she wanted to go towards her Christian faith. So we, we kind of mm-hmm. split. On, on really great terms, like I can't wait for you to go do your thing, and and I'm going to continue to put this vision to, together because we had this vision when we started. I'm staying with it, mm-hmm. and so that's when my husband came in, and our intention mm-hmm. was to create a space where we could understand that in going on the journey within, mm-hmm. yes, this person may talk about universe and energy, and this person might talk about God and higher power but we're all using the same language when we talk about the power within us. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. not a separate entity that we we do deserve to heal and that our bodies are capable of doing this. Mm-hmm. We're speaking the same language. Absolutely. So it was just this brilliant event to celebrate just that. And, and what I would say for anyone is because I'm on this journey, because I've chosen <laughs> to go within, mm-hmm. I attract different reflections of me mm, and, wow. and anyone can go do that and create community within that or go see new reflections in themselves and and for me there's no one too big that I can't attract I remember when I read mm. Paul's book and just had this overwhelming desire to know him mm-hmm. and as it turns out later um, I just thought okay what would it look like to know him? Of course, a friend of a friend knew him, and then I called him up, and he called me back, and of course, it was this effortless, and of course, I could attract mm-hmm. him. Of and, course. Um, Absolutely. And when, you I, did. when I met him, <laughs> I knew instantly why I had attracted him. Mm-hmm. What I struggled with was understanding a man of his stature, whatever I had in my own mind, why mm-hmm. would he attract me? Mm-hmm. And that's Interesting. what this process has been. You know, why, why would Oprah need to attract me? Why would a mama from Florida want to attract me? What is it that yeah. my reflection is meant to show them? Mm, that's, and it's and finding I, that empowering process to say, I matter, I'm special. Absolutely. And it and it does. It's a two-way street. It does go both ways. And I actually just wrote to Oprah today, so and I asked her to be on my show. So you never know. And we are all equal in this. And I just I love how sure. community is seeing a reflection of yourself um, in other people, and that is just um, absolutely brilliant. And it kind of reminds me of, and this is where the healing takes place, isn't it? It's um, is when we can, we have to go inwards, and yet we need each other to see the reflection of ourselves and where the facets of where we are, um, where our blind spots are, and also where our light may be shining that we can't see. We other people can shine that light on us. 
and it makes it easier to feel it and see it in ourselves and, and to get connected back to our bodies and our souls, and which is kind of the whole point. But um, this idea of, I mean, you've been a photographer. Um, I don't know how long you've been doing it for, but obviously you're a, a pro at it. And I, it kind of struck me as photography is, isn't that about seeing I mean, you you take pictures of people, and it's sort of like that you're showing them reflections of themselves that maybe they wouldn't see otherwise. Um, I'll tell you, it gave me great training wheels to um, mm. to get to the point where I believe it was a deeper meaning now for myself, and that is that I've said recently that I think my superpower is that I'm able to stand in front of someone. <laughs> And be and show them the reflection of the person that they want to be or that they're scared mm. to be. And yes. so every time I get in front of everyone, anyone and they say, you're inspiring, you're amazing, you're this, you're that, I just stop and I'm like, yeah, and I'm you. I'm just mm. a reflection of you. Ugh. And the um, this technique that I had, uh, I send out on my, my husband, I send out on our New Year's card every year that I got from a, an amazing um, person, her name is Christine Kane, and she mm-hmm. is a musician, and she's gone on her own empowering journey and is empowering others now. But mm-hmm. she did this thing on her blog one time about picking a word for the year, and so mm-hmm. we send out on our card every year to pick a word instead of a resolution and just be curious about it. And for me, mm-hmm. I go towards things that trigger me. That's been my biggest tool <laughs> in my journey to know if I label it too fast, if I judge it too fast. If it um, rubs me the wrong way, it's what I am supposed to go towards. Those have the biggest <laughs> gifts for me. Not everyone can yeah. do it, and I have a lot of friends saying, you know, they'll tell me about a horrible person in their life, and they're like, and don't even say it, Kathy. Don't even tell me I'm supposed to go towards her because I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. So for me, I picked the word yes off of my list last year because mm. it triggered me. I was like, who has a problem saying yes? What a dumb <laughs> word that I have on that. And so I was like, dang it, I think that's my word. <laughs> so sure enough, through the year, it was all about reflections. And when I would, let's say years ago, when I would see a healthy fit body, um, I would start going, oh, it must be nice, she must work out all the time. When I would see a mm-hmm. um, a really loving family with physical touch, I'd be like, oh, that's really nice, but um, I, I am not, oh, I know what it was. Like I'd see a mom and a daughter at a grocery store together, and because I'm away from my family, I'd be like, oh, she's probably uses her mom all the time. Whatever it was, that language, mm-hmm. it was me saying no over and over and over to things that God or universe itself was putting in front of me to say yes to. Mm-hmm. And so I wow. spent the whole year, not to mention everybody telling me, have you seen the, you know, when they hear about what I was doing, they're like, have you seen the movie Yes Man? It did not play <laughs> out like that movie. It was a more gentle um, lesson, not lesson, uh, story that unfolded, which was mm. how many times do I look at something and say no to it? How many times mm-hmm. have I looked at Oprah and said, she's too busy, she's too popular, she's too whatever, why would she mm. want it? I'm saying no to it. Mm-hmm. So every time I would see something, smoking body, healthy person, blah, 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 and I do it to this day, I, I started, some of them are like, I say yes to that. And the really mm. passionate ones, all my friends that knew my word, I, they'd show me something or we'd see something like a grandiose trip or making millions of dollars, and I would get really passionate. I'd say, I say yes to that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and why not? Because um, there is ex- incredible power in words. Um, Jennifer Powers and yes. I were just talking about this a couple of days ago. Um, it changes everything. Um, our words are incredibly powerful our thoughts are incredibly powerful and it, it determines the next direction that our lives are going to take so i love so the word powerful. yes <laughs> if i if i tell anyone where to start in the cheapest manner like what do you do how do you get so radiant blah 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 i'm mm. like you know what i could tell you all these different things to do but none of them are right for you what you could do tonight mm-hmm. just for the least expensive most impactful thing that you could do is check in with your words and start to change your words mm. And, and that has been the biggest part of my journey. And a, a couple play on words recently um, on my work for the year now is hope. And it was another word that triggered mm. me because it's tied to cancer. Mm. Every time you see hope, it's hope of cancer. When, when the reality in my mind is you're not handed any kind of freaking hope when you're diagnosed with a disease. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Unless you have right. alternate voices out there and different things, the hope is not delivered to you. You have to choose it. And so that word sitting with me, I I literally said about three months ago, what will it look like 
when I meet life and, and new things, new changes in my life with curiosity and excitement instead mm-hmm. of fear and worry. And Absolutely. I'll tell you what, stuff has flooded into my life. Um, you know, what you touched base on before, which we didn't really go into, which was my husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my dad has been dying for, I say dying, but, um, you know, I think a lot of us choose death. When we choose not to grow in life, we get closer mm-hmm. to death than, than life. Mm-hmm. And um, so mm-hmm. he has been on dialysis for five years. And, of yeah. course, out of seven kids and a, an amazing wife, not one of us can be a donor. Mm-hmm. So my husband um, mm-hmm. is going to be the donor and just got the green light days ago. And, but yeah. incredible. what I know of my family as well is that we've lived in a state of fear and worry mm-hmm. our whole lives. We're pessimists, but at heart, I believe we're optimists. I think mm-hmm. that we're just not comfortable living in the pessimism anymore. It's eating us alive. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and so my family created, of course, out of all the diseases, a genetic disease that grows tumors on your adrenal glands. It's called BHL. Mm-hmm. That's why we can't donate mm-hmm. the kidney because we may need it. So out of all the things, mm-hmm. my family decided to brew as the gift and the message to go towards wellness in was an adrenal, an endocrine system shutdown because wow. that's where anxiety comes from, right? And being in a yes. simple state, we're in anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, of course, of my yeah. dad's only known sorrow and sadness. And so mm-hmm. at the time of learning that he, the donor is a go for my husband, um, we would also mm-hmm. have tragedy come into our life with my niece battling anorexia because right. my family has a hard time accepting joy with sorrow. Mm. Mm. So wow. that is where we're at. That's the message I see and the clarity that I have behind this all. It's like, oh, look at this beautiful message. Dude, can I talk mm-hmm. like this with my family? Not not always. I hope no one's on the on the phone call because <laughs> all I feel is excitement. Wow. You know, when someone comes to me and says I'm diagnosed with cancer, if I feel the energy within them that they want hope, mm-hmm. I get excited. When my yes. mother-in-law told us that she was that she had cancer, my husband and I started to laugh the most jacked up reaction mm-hmm. in reality of the norm of life, but we were excited for her. Mm. And that's, and that's, isn't that the, I mean, you said something there. I mean, first of all, I think it is about choosing hope um, just despite any situation, but um, also kind of like dancing with the mix of, of joy and sorrow. I think that's the real challenge for all of us, right? Because there's a yes. yin and yang of life that's happening all the time. And it's, and it really is about how are you going to, choose to react to um, whatever does come your way and, and dance with the, the yin and the yang and the joy and the sorrow and um, and I just and choosing yeah, hope. I think the harder decision is that we can mm-hmm. we can wish for hope all we want. Mm-hmm. It, but the thing is we have to choose hope. Yeah. That's why hope is so um, desperate feeling when we use that word and that's why I've been mm-hmm. sitting with it because it's the harder route to choose hope in a in a sorrowful situation, mm-hmm. it's harder to choose joy than sorrow, the easy route. It was going to be easier for me to take a drug than to choose hope, which was going to be a whole lot of work, three mm-hmm. years of hard work. Mm-hmm. So I could wow. find hope. I choose hope. My word is just, I'm having, it's not even the end of the year, and I'm freaking out over this word. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> It, it is just the beginning of the year, isn't it? But that's what's so exciting. But it's I just I love the idea of that because that really is, again, coming full circle, what we're talking about here. Like, what is health really anyway? You know, um, despite your circumstances, whatever your body might be up to at any given point in time, what does it really mean to be healthy? Doesn't it mean to live in a state of hope? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think... Being healthy is is choosing happiness. I mm-hmm. think it's a balancing, always, always in process, mm-hmm. um, yes. journey of mind, body, soul, health. Yes. Feeling purpose in this world. Mm-hmm. Choosing joy and happiness by living your... I mean, that's why we're seeing a shift in... In corporate, you know, that we're not all going to corporate America, why we're miserable in corporate, you know, because I get mm-hmm. to be on the beautiful side of network marketing, which I found the gifts finally within it after I got through the labels and got curious about it, mm-hmm. which is why shouldn't we get paid to bring our gifts to the world? 
Mm, Why shouldn't we we be able to just live our lives and be an example and have an abundance coming to us? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what brings us joy if we can find, you know, passion within a job. I I literally, I've said, you know, I I came out of a nine-year career in photography that fed my ego. Mm -hmm. It, It gave me a new label outside of mom and wife. Mm-hmm. And it gave me uh, the mm-hmm. gift of mattering. I mattered. You know, mm-hmm. oh, what's your label? It's photographer. So I sat in that for a long time. And don't you know, I went to a um, a networking event recently, and um, everybody was going around, and it's this horrible game of what do you do? How can we help you? Here's my card. <laughs> and it just feels like when we talk right. about relationship, it's the furthest yeah. from relationship, right? It's just... <laughs> It's, it's terrible. And so for me, I always crave more of the things. I, I don't do surface very well. I, I have mm-hmm. these kind of talks every day because I choose it. Mm-hmm. And so I went up to this one man and I said, um, you know, we did the preliminary like, oh, lovely night, huh? boring, boring, boring. And, of course, he <laughs> goes right into it. And he's in a suit. And I stay away from all the guys in suits, which I said <laughs> next time I go to an event like this, I will only talk to people in suits just to challenge myself. <laughs> And so he says, well, what do you do for a living? And I was like, I kind of paused. I was like, I was done trying to say any of my companies that they would not be curious about because if I said Univera, mm-hmm. they would they would think it's about health and go the furthest from it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I said live everything mindful, well, what the hell is it? You know, I, I don't have a description <laughs> for it. It's a community. I, I don't know what it is. And so I stopped and I looked at him and I was like, you know what? I live an extraordinary life. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And he paused. Oh. He goes, well, so do I. <laughs> and I just kind of giggled, and I looked at him, and it was like this epiphany for me. It's really threatening when you're in a state of frustration and mm-hmm. and not a lot of hope or think you're content because everything's labeled. I know this because I was there mm-hmm. um, when you hear something positive. I remember mm-hmm. people that would come into my life that were too happy when I was not choosing happiness, <laughs> when I was mama's free and I need this and I'm so this and I'm not supported and all that stuff. Anytime I'd meet someone happy that would talk just like me, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so sparkle and shine. It's sickening. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm Miss Sparkle and Shine now. <laughs> You're the sparkle and shine. Uh, well, that's that's an understatement, Kathy. Um, and maybe maybe that's your superpower right there is your, your sparkle and shine and and you living an extraordinary life. I love that that it's you know because I was talking about um identity earlier like when you when a when an illness when you get slapped with a label or you know you find yourself facing a chronic condition for whatever amount of time it is, you can lose your sense of identity, but I love that you say that your identity now is is living an extraordinary life and we were always um, supposed to, to lose our identity it's the unknowing mm, process you know we can uh, we can know yes. it's not the wrong to know i needed to know that i had a talent i needed to know i could make a difference in people's lives and that's why mm. photography came in to show yeah. me i mattered and mm. and women we we know that women number one thing is to be acknowledged we we love to know that we matter mm-hmm. and so yes. I, I i it was a beautiful beautiful journey that i was able to take but mm-hmm. all the while knowing that I was supposed to unknow myself as well, checking in mm-hmm. with that label to go, what is it? And do I still need this to stand out in the world? Or can I just stand out for being me? Mm. Kathy, not on my label. Uh, that is um, that is just a beautiful way to end. Unfortunately, we're at the top of the hour here, but that is a beautiful way, I think, to, um, to end the show and to leave people maybe with um, something to think about. Um, sort of the getting, um, you know, the being the expanded version of yourself, and it's okay just to be you, and yeah. and that is that is um, more than enough right there, and that's that's where the that's where the juicy stuff is, isn't it? It's just in being yourself, and um, it really is that you of, are enough, and your enough is good enough. You know, you're doing your best, mm, and your best is good enough. I am enough. Mm, I am enough, and and um, that to me feels like health right there. I am enough. And um, I just wanted to mention your websites here, Kathy, um, for listeners who aren't listening on Blog Talk Radio that are on maybe iTunes. Um, you've got we've got Live Everything Mindful, so it's L E, and then the yep. word mindful dot com, L E mindful dot com. Um, I definitely recommend you check out all of Kathy's websites um, for the Live Everything Mindful community. That's the one you check out for that, lemindful.com. And then we have Kathy Carlyle dot com. Is that your that's is that your other website? Correct. 
correct. Yeah, that's just photography <laughs> and, and a blog that um, I will be starting to write in again. I finally have got the bug. I've been doing so much living that I, I haven't been writing, so I'm, I've got the bug to write again. Mm, and Kathy, um, I, your blog is um, the best blog I've ever read. It is, um, <laughs> it is so good. Um, and I just want to – so let's, I'm going to spell um, your name for our listeners um, who might be on iTunes. It's K-A-T-H-Y. C-A-R-L-I-S-L-E.com. That's KathyCarlisle.com. And your blog is LivingLifeBeyond.com. Is that is that how you say that? Yes, Living Life okay. Beyond. You can click on it from Kathy Carlisle. They can all click on it from there. Perfect. It really is just it's been my way of, of um, processing. Before I started processing with people, I mm-hmm. was processing online through the journey. So. Mm. Well, yeah. it's it's just it's an incredible blog. Um it's got tons of all your really great pictures on there that you've taken yourself and um your writing is uh amazing as well and just the connections that you make again between mind, body and soul are just um really incredible and it really is my favorite blog. So I hope people um go check it out. And um Kathy, I just thank you so much for being here. Um thank you for sharing your gifts and That's for telling so us your story. Thank you so much, and um, I I will hope you come back, and um, I will I love to. I will talk to you soon or see you soon. Thank you so much, Edie. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.